We've come to our time of communion. So I hope you have your bread and your cup ready. I hope they're there and that you can look at them and think through some of these things as we talk. Today, I want to start in Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14 recounts Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper as he celebrates the Passover one final time with his disciples. He says, while they were eating, Jesus took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Truly, I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And so here Jesus is as one of his last acts on earth before his, his arrest, his trial, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. Before all of that happens, one, one of the final acts he, he does is takes these emblems of the bread and the cup, and he gives them new meaning. And we've talked about that a lot lately. We've talked about the meaning of the bread and the meaning of the cup. I want to focus in on that phrase, though, the cup of the covenant, or as Luke's version has it, the cup of the new covenant. The new covenant. Well, that raises a couple questions for me. First of all, what was wrong with the old covenant? And second, what does this new covenant look like? If it's so important that it has to be represented by the blood of Christ that he knows he is about to pour out as the nails are driven through his hands and his feet and as the crown of thorns is rammed on his head and as he faces the floggings and the beatings, if he knows that that is what it's going to take to bring about this new covenant, I think it's worth taking a few moments to consider why. What was wrong with the old covenant? And why did there need to be a new covenant? Ahmed Arbery, age 25. On February 23rd, around 1 p.m., was jogging through a neighborhood when he was stopped by two men in a truck with guns. He feared for his life, attempted to defend himself against hostile aggressors, and was shot to death in the process, all while being recorded by a third man. And we didn't know about it until two months later. In Jeremiah chapter 7, this is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Reform your ways and your actions and I will let you live in this place. Do not trust the deceptive words and say, this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, 
if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place and the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever. But look, you're trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house which bears my name and say, we are safe, safe to do all these detestable things? Has this house which bears my name become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. Brianna Taylor, age 26. An EMT in Louisville, putting her life on the line to save the lives of others, especially during this pandemic and the outbreak of COVID-19, was in her apartment minding her own business when suddenly a group of police officers with a no-knock warrant stormed her apartment thinking it was the apartment of another drug dealer who had already been arrested that very night and was gunned down in her apartment. Amos, chapter 5. This was one of Martin Luther King's favorite passages. We see him quoting it quite often in his sermons and in his speeches. Amos chapter 5, starting verse 21. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. George Floyd, age 46. On May 25th in Minneapolis, was arrested, but then ended up on the ground with the knee of a police officer on his neck, crying out, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Bystanders tried to get them to stop, but he wouldn't. And he ultimately died. George Floyd, a man who was integral in inner city mission work. There was one account of another man speaking up on Twitter saying how he would drag, he helped George Floyd at one point drag a baptismal pool into this commons area in the projects to baptize former thugs and gangsters into the name of Jesus Christ. Malachi. Malachi. The last part of chapter 2 and into chapter 3. You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, you ask? By saying, all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. Or, where is the God of justice? I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like the refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. 
He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have the men who bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former years. So I will put you all on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers for their wages, who oppress the widowers and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. As of the recording of this, it's Thursday, May 28. Over 102,000 Americans have lost their lives to the COVID-19 outbreak while the very people we rely on to do things are passing off the blame to other people, are getting into arguments with other people online, acting like they couldn't care less, showing zero empathy, not a single tear shed for the loss of lives. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you the new covenant. What was wrong with the old? People abused the system. People abused each other. People thought if they, if they just said the right things and offered the right sacrifices, they would be good with God and they could, that could give them a free pass to do and say whatever they wanted to. The people that were in their country from other countries, they could abuse them and take advantage of them. They don't speak the language. They don't belong here. They should go back to where they came from. God says no. The widows and the fatherless, they're the weakest among society. So we can take advantage of them, do whatever we want. We can shed innocent blood. We can deprive laborers of their fair wages. We can neglect to take care of the poor and the sick and the hurting. We're God's people. In Isaiah chapter 61, this is the very passage that Jesus would preach from with his first hometown sermon in Nazareth. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from, from darkness, the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus says, after he reads that, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Something new is happening through Jesus. Going back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah raves and rants against how the people of Israel had broken their covenant with God but he has a vision of a, of a new thing that's going to happen. In Jeremiah chapter 31, starting in verse 31, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was like a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. 
No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. This is the new covenant in my blood, Jesus says. Later that night, Jesus of Nazareth, an innocent, dark-skinned minority man, would be arrested by a hostile mob of soldiers who were just following the law, who would come to him under the cover of night so that nobody else could see what was happening. They would arrest him on false charges. They would not give him a fair trial. He would be sentenced to execution by the state. An innocent man, the innocent man. And on the cross, he would die, not of blood loss, as one might think. The way people died in crucifixion was by asphyxiation. He would die because he couldn't breathe. The scriptures literally say he gave up his breath or spirit. It's the same word. He could breathe no more. He died by asphyxiation. An innocent, dark-skinned man under the custody of the state. This is the new covenant in my blood. My heart is breaking for the state of our world right now. And I hope yours is too. I hope you are able to say the names of Ahmed and Brianna and George, of Tamir, Philando and Botham. I hope you are able to take some time to remember the over 100,000 Americans who have lost their lives to this virus. So what are we to do with this? This is the cup of the new covenant, which is established in the blood of Christ, which he laid down for us, not just to save our souls from eternal punishment so that we can go to heaven one day. Hear me, there's more to it than that. The new covenant in the blood of Christ is the same covenant by which we pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, today, now, here, in, around, and through me. May these injustices not stand. May we be vessels of your peace. May we work to become the people of God that you called us to be, not like the Israelites who broke your covenant, God, by saying that we could do all these things and turn a blind eye to the injustices and then just come and worship like nothing ever happened. But for our heart to be broken by the things that break God's heart and for us to put our own flesh and blood on the line for the sake of others. Because greater love has no one in this than to lay down your life for your friends. Let's pray. 
God, sometimes I don't even have the words to say. Sometimes words don't even suffice. You know our hearts. You know the state of our nation and the world. You know the healing that needs to take place. God, we pray for your healing. We pray that you would heal us from the inside out as we take this bread and this cup, which represent the body and blood of Christ. Help us to then become the body of Christ and the blood of Christ and to put our own lives on the line for the sake of others, to fight for justice, to fight for mercy and forgiveness, God. Help us to fight the hatred with love. Help us to listen more clearly to the voice of your son, Jesus, than we do to any of the pundits on TV or any of the, the people on Twitter or social media. God, help us to drown out those voices with the voice of your son who prayed from the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive us when we don't know what we do. May we truly honor you with this blood with this bread. In the name of Christ Jesus.